Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, this is Johnny, and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. Films like The Great Escape, Mission Impossible, and The Ocean series epitomise human planning to me. It gives human ingenuity a colourful and vibrant appearance. Whether it's Steve McQueen vaulting a barbed wire fence on his motorbike to escape the Nazis, or Tom Cruise's character lowering himself through a hole full of laser tripwires to retrieve something, or the detailed menagerie of characters with diverse skills enlisted for a heist headed up by George Clooney in the Ocean series. I find these films interesting because I admire the characters' abilities to observe a situation and come up with a complex and intelligent plan to solve it. But I also find it comforting because a lot of these plans go wildly wrong and fail to account for reality, just like a lot of mine. Not many prisoners get away in The Great Escape, but we still admire John McQueen's character for looking cool and trying. I have my own escape plans which I turn to when I'm feeling down or I want to get out of a situation. Whenever work stresses me out, I think about plans to do a master's next year or perfect my writing and graphical skills to perhaps start my own business. The funny thing is, if you've heard some of my other beacons, you'll probably have seen my future plans change two or three times, and that's only in the space of a few months. You may say, Johnny, that's not even a plan. Where are all the details? I'll figure that out. Whether our plans are as detailed as an ocean's heist, or as haphazardly thought out as Johnny English storming the medical bay by accident, they represent our hopes, ambitions, and dreams for the future. I've been reading Proverbs, and every time planning is mentioned in a verse, it is split into two halves. The first half is about our action. The second half is about God's. Listen to these. Proverbs 16 verse 1. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. Proverbs 16 verse 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Proverbs 16 verse 33. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Proverbs 19 verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So humans have ownership over their plans. Humans should commit their work to God. Humans act by putting themselves out there, like casting a dice or lot, or applying to a hundred different jobs. And humans have many plans in their heart. When we look at what God in, does in, in these verses, three quarters of the time, God's answer, decision, and purpose prevails. God always has the final say on our hopes and dreams, which we often formulate into plans for the future. If we believe God has, the power, has this power over our lives, then our beliefs about God's character really do matter. Proverbs 16.3, the exception to the rule, gives us a hint about how our plans interact with God's purposes. If we commit our work activity to God, I think it means that we give ownership of our activity over to him. In other words, we are happy for our work to be shaped and moulded by what God wants. If we do commit all things to God, it makes sense that he would establish our plans, because all the while our work activity is bending towards what he wants anyway, and isn't pulling so much in the other direction. Again, depending upon what we believe about God, this might all just seem like submission without joy. Perhaps you feel like you're resting against some cosmic force who's just trying to make your life hard and wrecking your plans. However, the Bible demonstrates that God is both loving and compassionate towards us. As Psalm 103 verse 8 says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And in verse 9, 
for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The picture painted in these verses and the rest of the psalm is that God loves us in our weaknesses. He knows that we are just human beings trying to slog through life and make the best of it and make sense of it and find joy within it. As Christians who know God, it's still easy to be bewildered by the world around us, our personal experiences and our dash plans and hopes when that happens. Often situations are just too hard to make sense of, at least in the moment. So I ask you, if that's the case, then what is our hope? I find this very challenging, especially in the moment. There are a lot of situations that I simply want to change. I don't want to get through them or learn something in the middle of them. I want to get out of them. You know what? The other day I did get out of one. I thought I'd have to slog out another gruelling term at school, and I hoped schools would be shut for that purely selfish reason, so that I could have a proper rest. But as soon as it was announced the other day, after initial euphoria, I was immediately dissatisfied. Why? Because I knew that I was not trusting God for rest and hope, but in the situation just going my way. The dissatisfaction remained, and it taught me something. God is the only true hope we have, and he remains even if things go to pieces. If everything holds together, but we don't have or trust him, the victory is just hollow and dissatisfactory. In Philippians 4 verse 11 to 13, Paul talks about being content in every situation, with little or much, rich or poor, hungry or fed, after experiencing all of those things in his life. His conclusion is this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you want that strength? Turn to Jesus and he will supply it. These words are corroborated across the Bible and Paul's letters. If we don't see how precious we are to God and how incredible he is, and the depths of the things that he wants to do for us, we will dislike him and just demand that our lives go according to our own plans, like I think I often do. However, if we submit to him and take the time to find out who he is, we will be rewarded for it. I'm going to read a prayer from Ephesians 3 verse 16 to 21, which shows us the work God wants to do in us. It should encourage us to, to commit our plans to him and see him with fresh eyes. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Finally, since the beginning of time, God has been enacting plans of his own to save humanity through Jesus and to renew all of creation. We can endure with God's help and strength on earth until one day, as Revelation 21, 4 verse 5 tells us, you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of, order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making all things new. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.